Come on out, you rapist! Wow. You fucking mark! We are in control now. Ding dong. Hello? Yes, y'all, that's right. Rise and praise, infidels. It's time for the Friday Veteran Locker Room here, channelattitude.com. And it's the International Coalition, United Nations against the infidels, against all out, all in, suspensions, real glass, and Mindy's muffins. It's time to break it down here on the Friday Locker Room with Rene Dupree and Hacker Hamid. YOLO! <laughs> oh yeah what's good you guys uh thanks for tuning in here live to another special edition friday veteran locker room man and uh, right out of the cafe it's my man renee uh, ready to get back on the road and uh hand out some face slaps and uh show these goofs what it's all about good morning pal Hey, buddy. I don't know. I don't want to steal your gimmick, dude. The face slap. <laughs> you can. Hey, we'll we'll license it. Whatever you can get for it, just give me ten percent. We'll figure it out. All right. As long as long as somebody's getting slapped, that's all that really matters, I guess. <clears throat> oh man, uh, you're looking like a young MJF this morning. <laughs> uh, thank you. Uh, looking good buddy looking good man and it's all good news i i'm glad uh that uh to see you you know really be pumped to get back across the border as as long as we can do it until pandemic part two hits here uh and uh you know back on the road and and you guys you want them you want uh, la resistance uh back in uh in action in your town tell your local promoter for sure that uh these are the tag team uh, specialist or, you know, if you're just uh, want to get a pick with a bulky, uh, sexy man, I guess. So you can have him do that too as well. He'll, he'll, uh, yeah. I can do tags. We can do six <laughs> ways. We can do singles. Can do it all. Apartment, right. Apartment wrestling. Where... <laughs> Price is right. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, the price is always right. We'll see. But uh, shout out to Bob Barker uh, as well. That was big news last week. It kind of like if it comes in threes, uh, you know, with Bray Wyatt, Terry Funk, and and Bob Barker, a funny wrestling personality, to come back and do kind of that Happy Gilmore bit for us. So it was a, a big week last week with loss and tragedy and the big. Shots at Wembley Stadium and 82,000 with massive gate draws. And then <laughs> I thought it was a work, man. I thought the Jungle Jack Perry stuff with Punk was a work because I could see Punk going, well, I've got this heat that is real and I want to get this kid over. So let's do something that's real. But it seems as though it is real <laughs> and that they're suspended. And last night, AEW, uh, no CM Punk in Chicago last night, bro. Like this is, uh, you know, the, the shit show exposed, the curtain dropped and, and things are just going to keep happening this way. Or, uh, you know, it just seems like a never ending saga of drama that's never going to draw a dime or get paid off on camera, dude. I mean, it's, it's not any big surprise to us, is it? Were you did you spend much time around? Oh, Philip. Yeah, yeah, I, I saw like, uh, you know. 
I was uh, I was cool kid club adjacent at uh, at OVW. So, uh, you know, when he had his click there, I was non-contract and he never crossed me. But I've seen him do things that my father would have had knocked him on his ass for. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, just uh, not having all the parts to be uh, what I consider a real man. You know, uh, and, and I, I've seen up close and personal from the Tony Atlas uh, chastising. I was there for that. You were you? Yeah, I was sitting right there. And uh, I've seen them walk out on guys that they didn't deem over who were like doing the Al Snow go home. They just got up and walked out and like made them feel and look like shit. And that that's it was not the dude to do that too because he is the guy who could go psycho uh i saw him fabe undercard guys uh handshake who came up to pay him to respect uh and he just looked him up and down scoffed at him and fucking walked away um all that kind of, i've seen him uh fourth street live when this is when the straight edge stuff was way like that was his everything right and um acting drunk down there to like make fun of the boys but he wanted to hang out and it just showed like that just shows weakness in character and not knowing who you really are that you have to do that kind of stuff and uh but he had the 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 political power with Heyman behind him so he knew he was uh half-ass untouchable at that time but I'm surprised he didn't get manhandled by a couple of the boys who should have set him straight but they didn't want to fuck up their push so you know, I, I heard. Him. I heard. Um, it was uh, maybe the tribute to the troops or something. Did he work a tribute to the troops? Um, I, I got to believe probably one or two of them. Uh, yeah, I, so, I know uh, Fabe was Rob. Yeah, but uh, Vince uh, stuck uh, Bobby on him. Just embarrassed him, Lashley. I and just fucking exposed him. Yeah. So here, see how tough you are. And yeah. Yeah. Handle him. Yeah. Yeah. There's that. some, there's something about that. I mean, I lived in Chicago for six years, you know, doing comedy and I seen a lot of guys that play this role of wanting to be that, but they're not. And I, I come from a very country chop wood, carry water upbringing, you yeah. know what I mean? Man of the woods and, and, and all that shit and, and how you stand by your stuff. And I think I'm not here to judge anybody's family upbringing because I don't really know, but I, I know a lot of the guys that he came up with, that brought me out to work uh, indies out there in Chicago and he burned and left them in the dust the first second he could, you know, I think his family upbringing was broken to some degree and he maybe didn't have those values instilled in him. And now what you see in conflict, constant conflict over the stupidest and pettiest things. And sometimes he's not wrong, but the, the, of, of people trying to pluck his strings, but him selling for it, if he's the big superstar and not knowing how to handle it is the issue. Right. So uh, we'll, we'll yeah. see going forward, but to be in Chicago coming off the big pay-per-view and not be there, man, a lot of fans had to be pretty hot about it. Um, the first we had, I don't know how real it is, but we had found, well, James, my co-host had found a um, price chart for the first time they went to chicago with him on the card yeah three four and five dollar tickets and that arena was not sold out the first time 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Where so, they're running that, that United Center. That's the big one, right? Yeah. But okay, even they're, that. They're not yeah. running that one anymore. They run the smaller one. Well, they and they showed last night coming back from Wembley, the J hook was there and there was $5 tickets last night, you know? So now they don't even have the guy who's their main draw there to do what needs to be done. And uh, there was word that he got in Khan's face and bitched him out and, threatened to quit there at Wembley after this stuff, you know, and well, but, you know, the old saying in wrestling, believe nothing of what you hear and half of what you see. Right. Yeah. But, uh, I like to believe it because I personally don't like the guy and I'd like to see him fucking out of wrestling completely. That's so much good because of what he did to me, him and his, his buddy, Scotty Goldman. Yeah. They badmouthed, they badmouthed me for years and years and years and cost me a lot of opportunities. Um, I do this for a living. Well, actually, now that now that my real estate's paid off, I don't need yeah. it. Right. You do it for your love of it. Yeah. For, for, for love of it. But for years, yeah. I did. I, my apartments weren't paid off, and I did rely on this, and I needed yeah. it to pay my bills. And those motherfuckers talking shit behind my back, you know, to this day, I'll go into a locker room, and people that I never even met will look me up and down. Oh, fuck, I'll, I'll name names. Uh, Impact. What's that fucking guy's name? The ball-headed guy? Don Callis? No, no. Impact. He's around my age. He was their champion for a little bit. He's never been anywhere else but there. Jo yeah, Josh yeah. Alexander? That guy. Showing Montreal, right? And I go I go up to him. Now, I've been doing this way longer than, than a lot more in this business. I go up yeah. to him. And he just looks me up and down and doesn't even say his name. Like, I'm supposed to know who he is. But I get that a lot from a lot yeah. of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of bullshit that's been said about me. You know? it, that That's it. Well, I mean, let's look at that alone because that was another thing with Colt. Because Colt and, and I have always run hot and cold, man, because I put him over for – kind of creating what we're doing now with the podcasting stuff. And really like, uh, he was one of the first to do that. And the pro wrestling tees where a lot of wrestlers eat and he, every shirt that gets sold, he makes a dime or something out of them. So he's making money and him and his mom put it in the bank account together. Uh, but, but I kind of was there in the inception of him getting into improv in Chicago too. And I was crossing over, uh, to go to Louisville and wrestling. And then, after that, they like that became part of the Chicago improv clique. So that we always had like a hot and cold thing, but then I've seen him do shit <laughs> and had it done to me where, you know, in OVW where the, it's the tiered steps as you go, like uh, for the, for the fans to send you, we had to go home there. They thought it was funny to just shake hands with under guys and pull them through the fucking chairs to like, make you stumble and almost fall through the chairs, blow your knee out. They, they would get a kick out of that. They thought that was a fucking good rib because the, what the fuck we're contract. They can't do nothing to us. Right. Like, well, my New York psycho went off when they did that on me and it was me and him face to face. I did the fucking spit to the side and he does the back off. Whoa, easy. Colt's not a small dude. Like that'd be a good scrap. Me and Colt. And then, um, some, some other shit where it just runs hot and cold. But I don't know what, what it is in the Chicago water with these guys where they fucking are brought up like that or act like that, but they're missing a fucking piece. And now, you know, 
they were best friends and now they're at odds with each other and suing each other and all that kind of shit after they wanted to get their stuff in on a podcast. It, like I said, they're just missing something, you know? Yeah. 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 It's yeah. <laughs> and it continues. So whether it's the heat we had with them then or what have you 15, 20 years ago, it seems like the fuse has gotten shorter and things just keep happening and happening, and happening and happening in sequence. And it's never their fault. It's never me. Right. <laughs> you know, right. It's right. always the other guys fucking shit. Listen, bro. I think you'd agree. Everybody has a, a run in this business. And then some people can come back. Some people can last longer than others. Yeah. Punk's run's done. Okay. He, 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 he had his little time, time, you know, and now people don't give a fuck about him. Yeah. You th- do you think WWE bring him back for one more? If like he can't oh, to, get final, to get a last laugh. Yeah. To get a last laugh. Indeed. I maybe unleash Lashley on him again. That'd be <laughs> the way to go. Right? It's like, uh, okay. Well, there, there, there was talks about me and my father who was 87 and has, dementia even in his demented state said listen if they bring you back it's just to fucking murder you it's just to fucking kill you yeah yeah embarrass the fuck out of you so um look what they did to sting yeah Um, as opposed to as opposed to get you over like you could work with uh uh they don't need, attraction they don't need, yeah but you could get so many people over and they they don't they don't see the value they just want to do it to fuck with you even though carano and ace are gone that doesn't mean it's still not going down carano and ace were just fucking puppets for vince yeah they did his dirty work man and they were getting paid very very well to do so let me let me run this by you because I'd love to hear your opinion on this. So I was talking to Stevie and Russo yeah. to speaking of Vince. Yeah, talk about me, pal. Uh, that uh, uh, very strange because my birthday was last Wednesday, the twenty third, and Vince's is the twenty fourth, and the the twenty fourth, uh, you know, was when we found out about Bray's passing. I believe I was at practice about six thirty, and that day. No tweet from Vince about Bray's passing. No happy birthday tweets from the office. No nothing uh, from Stephanie. Nothing about, uh, like Vince pointed out, the only word really came from Triple H's Twitter after talking to, you know, Mike Rotunda and and, and putting out the statement. But that didn't come till 6.30 at night. So Vince, all day, no birthday wishes, no acknowledgement. And we're coming out of this spinal surgery that is right on the heels of <laughs> them being, uh, you know, indictments possibly coming down. Right? They got raided and and uh, had a warrant served where they're taking files out of the and everything like that to look at the deal and the NDAs and all that kind of shit where the money okay. came from. Okay, hold on. Sorry, that's a lot. I know. When was Vince's birthday? August twenty fourth. When did Bray die? Thursday that day. Yeah, dude. Dude, this is some fucking this is some fucking <laughs> Billy Jack Haynes shit right here. You say you think so? Something. Well, here's the thing. Why is like so that that's all of like what we talked about now. Just to qualify it, and uh, like, there's different parts of this, right? Vince with the spinal surgery, very similar to the neck thing. Right when they knew they were coming to 
you know, get them for steroids. Now they're doing the NDA and the SEC violations, taking all that paperwork. He goes down for major spinal surgery out of nowhere, right? Five hours. No updates, no nothing on Vince. And then on his birthday, no happy birthday to the chairman. A, is he alive? <laughs> B, uh, you know, is it just a strange coincidence? You'd think Vince McMahon would put out something about how terribly uh, saddened he was to learn of the passing of Bray Wyatt, no matter if you're on fucking whatever coming back from spinal surgery. There's just some things here that are like, doesn't smell right, you know? How old is he, 78 or 79? 78. So Terry was one year older than him. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Why didn't you wish me happy birthday, Dupree? <laughs> I don't, I, I, wow. Dude. Wow. You know, Wait, what is what is going through your mind that way of like no no shout out birthday stuff and then the no, did they know did they the know reason, you know listen okay we all know Billy Jack Haynes I'm sure we've all seen Bombshell tonight <laughs> you know what I'm talking about yeah I used to talk to that motherfucker every Sunday for nearly a year when the lawsuit thing was going on. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I got I got more follow up questions. Go ahead, please. Okay. Oh, I know you do. <laughs> but he was obsessed with dates. He says Vince McMahon was obsessed with dates. He would make me go on Google and look up the the Rothschilds because he says Vince McMahon yeah. is obsessed with the Rothschild family. Hmm. Because they're like the richest family in the world. Oh, sure, right? yeah. They're, they're one of the 13 original families, right? Exactly. So and he, and he was looking up wrestler deaths and Rothschild deaths and how they all lined up. Numerolo numerologically like i know strangler steve is really big into numerology as well with us. yeah like you yeah. would say okay look up uh john rockefeller senior's death or whatever and then it was like another one of like miss elizabeth died the same day oh i forget exactly who don't quote right, me, right but he was like and it was like whoa this is fucking heavy and the but, but why you think there's some type of sacrifice illuminati sacrifices Brother, like he didn't well, we all know Vince has a bit of an ego, right? Right. I didn't even know he was birthday. Right. That's the thing. And in him staying that small after right. usually almost every year, it's Steph like, look, big birthday shout out to my dad, the man who made the WWE universe like, possible. Nothing, whatever, like, nothing, nothing at all. Zero, zero, bro. And yeah. Yeah. And he left his defibrillator in the car. In the car. And when they said it, it was from COVID complications, but they kayfabed it. Then, like, I hate to even have this conversation, but it's the Friday locker room and everybody wants to have it. And it's the community. And if the same thing happened to you and I, they'd be doing the same shit to us. So uh, do us that will, right? Um, with that, him getting checked out and then for a comeback or what have you. But when I hear COVID compl complications and heart issues, I think vaccine, then it gets stooged off that he didn't get vaxxed because, and that's what got him fired during the Thunderdome era. The, I mean, this is the sheets. Like you said, believe what you want to, or for him to come back. Did he actually get vaxxed? Now that information will probably never be released 
or is it from COVID complications and he wasn't unvaxxed, but I haven't heard of AFib, DFib from the unvaxxed only from the people who are vaxxed. And that would, what would lead to having a defibrillator. I'm, I'm no cardiologist. I just play one on TV. Uh, I actually should talk to my brother-in-law who is a cardiologist and heart specialist uh, about it, but uh, him not having it on there and then just taking the nap and passing away. And then you hear things like he is working towards a comeback. Okay. In wrestling <laughs> to you and I, Working towards a comeback. Yeah, you might be on the comeback trail from an injury. That means you're doing some gas, getting ready to fucking come back and look your best for TV and fucking be ready to go. And it does looking to make a comeback mean he's on the Florida water climate change cycle and HGH. And now your organs are growing and something along those lines is triggered. All that you can't like bring to the table. You know what I mean? Because you don't want to besmirch the guy, but as wrestling analysts in this, you know, he said, she said community, it's all things of like unanswered questions and, and put fear into the hearts of other workers, especially with another pandemic knocking on the door that they're about to push on us. You know, I know that's a lot, but <laughs> there's a lot going on inside of all this, I think. Okay. In terms of him being released, I think it's because, he got, he got signed to a massive deal, $4 million a year, way too much. I think that's why they released him and rehired him at a smaller amount. I think okay. maybe when, yeah, when, you know, because they were getting out those massive contracts when AEW first popped up, right? Yeah. And then Vince saw probably saw the product and realized, what the fuck is this? And then, or maybe it was... Hunter that signed Bray at that massive deal. And then when Vince took back over, said, okay, that's he interesting. Worth, he yeah. ain't worth 4 million. Remember that Pat McAfee podcast. If you didn't watch it, go and watch it. Where fucking Vince says, my son-in-law cost me a lot of money. Yeah. 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 He shits on all of them. Like he, like Vince no sells it, but at the same time you can see he's like, fuck those kids. Fuck them. Right. Dude. <laughs> When he fired Regal and all that shit and all fucking Hunter's guys, Hunter, Stephanie, and that other guy, Nick. Khan. Yeah, they all voted against Vince for him not yeah. to return. And now and now, game's not on the board of directors for the new Endeavor shit either. Oh, fuck no. You think Vince but, is going to forget that shit? But Nick, but Nick Khan is. <laughs> and so is his other boy. Strictly business. Strictly business. Yeah, dude. He yeah. needs him for business. And they're strange. I mean, like mix that in with what we heard last two years ago when Steph and ne Steph needs time off and she's not wearing her wedding ring. And then, oh, I heard, I, I had heard, yeah, I had heard from a source that they're not together anymore. <laughs> and but look at the model where she got that from that Vince and Linda hadn't lived together since like 2012, dude, 20 even before that. Yeah, I knew about that in 2010. Well, you were Lance, in Linda's. Lance, Lanscade told me Lanscade was Sean's boy. Oh, I thought you were going to confirm right there that you were Linda's boy toy circa 2010. Uh, on the side. I could have I been <laughs> I could have been one of the McMahon's boy That's toys. That's what I say. <laughs> Shane's boy toy. Uh, <laughs> you know, actually, if you knew uh, some I, stories I, about him, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Let's well, go forward. Yeah. 
yeah well that's the real raw underground yeah uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> camera, pal. Uh, but yeah man well that that's a part of it too since all that is the weird shakespeare hamlet like it, it, this goes back to like betrayal inside royal families in rothschild and that's very that's my favorite stooge of the day so far as the obsession with the rothschild and numerology that, that you laid out there but i put this out there before when they're going vince is signing ndas getting blowjobs from legalese interns and who knows whoever else who's linda been with for the last 12 years where's that well, like that's where there's no real wrestling journalism and I don't got my time to track down Linda McMahon to see who she's uh, putting over on the side, but there's none of that scandal. There's none of that. Like, is it Trump? <laughs> it was Linda hooking with Trump. Like what was she got the, the job for project for a new America with the small business stuff. And, uh, and just has been quiet. They tried to bankroll her to the Senate and that flopped because they probably knew they had all these fucking, you know shots at vince and i don't know man that that's a big part of it too that no one's ever like is she just by herself for the last 15 years and celibate i doubt it you know she was a big supporter of don callis back in the day what's she that's why he's over now (laughs) he's not over he looks like a fat howie mandel (laughs) <laughs> yeah well uh i'll take i'll take howie mandel's money that's for fucking sure after all yeah. those shows fucking uh, i said he looks like when i said he, his bank account looks like us i said he, yeah yeah anyway uh what's next what else we got <laughs> well i want to go back to the billy jack haynes stuff because okay that's one of my favorite conspiracies there did you ever or do you want if you know or do or do not want to talk about it for fear of being executed by hillary clinton uh but but to go back to when clintons were governors uh you know and the whitewater stuff and all that and that the billy jack haynes was hired muscle allegedly for uh local police who were doing drug trafficking cocaine smuggling for the clinton family and two kids were found killed on train tracks and the that it was they had had were out there hunting or what have you as a story and stumbled along this train stopped and unloading a fuck ton of cocaine and billy jack is there and allegedly these cops shot this fucking kid and the other one they grabbed and strangled put him on the train tracks so the train would run him over and then get away with it all what was the excuse they got high on marijuana and fell asleep on the track yeah yeah classic i just smoked a joint and fucking fell asleep on train tracks Wow. Um, he, never, he never got, uh, we never talked about that stuff, but I did hear his story that he did. But the thing is, like, how do you take a person that has mental health, severe mental health issues, seriously? Even Does if he, he have severe mental health issues because he was MK altered by the fucking CIA to be a, an op? But, like, he has issues, but even if he is telling the truth, I'll know. I'll tell you who did believe in him was that fucking lawyer who was leading the CTE lawsuits. Mm-hmm. He believed him 110%. And deep down, like you heard about him being raped, right? That story no. by Vince McMahon and Pat Patterson. 
Oh, really? Billy Jack Haynes was? I did. I don't know that story. Oh, fuck. Let me tell you about this one. He's he stated it publicly. Yeah. On shoot, so I'll just and he. But he had. To, I had heard about it before he had went public with it. But so Vince McMahon came up to his room to have a meeting and discuss his future, and they were they were gonna they drank a beer on it. Billy went to the fucking bathroom. His beer was open. H bombed him. He says he was age bombed. He fell asleep. When he woke up, he was completely naked. But he had his wrestling boots on, untied, and his Billy Jack hat on his crotch, and his his face and mouth were covered in semen. It's insane, man. It's insane. How you been? Right, like it was something called a, a squared circle jerk, where all the the boys, all the the top brass, were mm-hmm. all you know, come see, come saw, as we say in French, mm-hmm. uh, would do that to, to some of the guys. Yeah. Let me put this over though, because this goes back to <laughs> these strange initiations of skull and bones at Yale and all this to get pissed on, to get raped, to get fucked, to get into these higher circles, which is all very Rothschild esque like behavior. If you go to Eyes Wide Shut, that's the in- entire movie of the expose. And then Stanley Kubrick just happens to end up dead after that, too, right? So. Maybe Billy Jack Haynes' mental issues were much more even induced than uh, some Bukaki justice and is more of an experiment than anything and just a muscle for the deep state, man, you know, of how they fucking got to have somebody to, to, to do their dirty work because she's not going to be out there doing it, man. But that is hardcore here <laughs> at the Friday locker room, uh, dude, absolutely. Well. Okay, you and I aren't billionaires as far as I know. Not with this office of cannabis management bullshit going down every fucking day. <laughs> what you know, what what tickles a billionaire? Yeah. What what entertains them? Mm-hmm. They got all the money in the world. So how do they get their rocks off? A French tickler, that's how I do it. You know what I'm saying though? Like they're obviously yeah. no, they I'm, think I'm differently. Just... Listen, when I was in a higher tax bracket. I thought differently mm-hmm. when I had a lot more uh, money to spend and shit, you know? So and you're young, saying, you're young, you're young and, and it's coming at you fast and you're a wiser man now for sure. Right. But I mean, like in this business, especially I've had really better years than others. So you mm-hmm. learn, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I don't know what, 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 Vince McMahon is a very complex individual. I work for him. I, I can tell you. Very complex. I think Cornette once stated it'll take a team of psychiatrists to retire of trying to figure out the man. Because he just, you know, I know he's a, like, fucking seriously obsessed with physiques and men's physiques and bodybuilding to a point where it, it's not normal. You know. Um... I don't know, dude, but... Well, I mean, there's... Uh, you, I, I like the questions you're posing. 
yeah power obviously the addiction to it of, of of having somebody and disgracing them and knowing they can't do anything to you lording over them uh the homoerotic stuff right that in the 70s and 80s you couldn't be out unless you were at studio 54 and part of that crowd but it's right. been going on in in entertainment since the beginning of time right yeah. uh, carnies queers and addicts and then the, the really what is wrestling you want to take it back go to the the ancient greeks and look at the statues of men with naked young boys right and if that's where they're if that's what they're trying to reperpetuate and reenact and relive all the time that's what's in their head i just watched a clip from kevin nash's uh podcast and he was talking about uh, uh scott hall in the first, when they were in vince's office and he said let me tell you about my first gay experience right and uh, you know and you're like, as well, opposed uh, to your most recent yeah. most recent right like yeah. uh so uh, you know what you're what we're saying now <laughs> you know is no secret because it's out there and, and other things but this really shows and then you see the wwe universe if he was to walk out tomorrow they'd be like bowing thank you vince thank you vince and you hear these stories of the true people and what they're really doing in their strange connecticut fucking super rich suburbs gated communities a lot of fucking madness is is still pervasive and all this leads back to i even think of like ben franklin and the hellfire club like all these world rulers have always been into these secret societies, weird shit. Bohemian Grove is the big one, right? Weaving spiders come not here and really no women either where they're doing the follies and the where all the men cross dress and, and, and perform plays and fuck each other in the woods. You can hear Nixon's uh, shoot on that stuff, dude. Like, over it, it just don't stop whether it's here or epstein island right they just move the party someplace a little more secluded till it gets exposed so where did it go from epstein island to where it is now yeah how many more islands are there yeah a lot in the bahamas right uh, there's just one you had they don't know about yet we're going to fuck island renee let's go wow. oh man uh <laughs> Pretty crazy, pretty crazy talk. This is, wow, this, this is, is what a fucking what a morning. I just woke do you think, up. Do you think he's a <laughs> welcome to Hobby Media Group, pal? Right. Group. Uh, yeah. What do you um? What do you think about going back to it though? Of the no sell on the birthday and oh. silent sense of that. You know what I mean? And no sell on him saying anything about Bray it just raises questions like you got to ask even though it might be one percent possibility is he alive <laughs> you know well he he's under litigation like he's like under watch right now right right okay he he cares about number one him listen here's another thing if bray wyatt wasn't under the contract with the company would would, would they be going having all this dedication shit for him. If not as, were, not as listen, hardcore. No, no. When they released him the first time, if they, listen, this is what I think. I think they, they, they signed him to, the son-in-law signed him to way too much money. Vince fucking said, you're out of here. Uh, come back for a lot less. If he wouldn't have signed for a lot less money and would still be on the, I was doing independence right now, he would have gotten a fucking rest in peace, Wyndham Rotunda, whatever, they yeah. want to wear, that's it. Yep. Okay? Uh, 
and then I'm hearing that all T-shirt proceeds are going to go to his family. Jesus Christ, that's well, that's a great gesture. That's wonderful. Yeah. But if he was under four million dollars a year, hopefully he took some of that money and invested it. You know. Yeah, I saw the the picture of his house, beautiful place. You know, for four kids to grow up there, so they got a nice spot. But we were talking about that too. Why didn't they, in the time between SmackDown and Raw, have a brand new? memorial t-shirt for bray ready to go to pump on raw and give out that proceeds there you're telling me the two million people that watched all wouldn't order one for 24.99 right and now we're talking a 50 million dollar payday on raw and even keep clocking that of like highest selling t-shirt of all time is the bray wyatt and 100 percent of the proceeds go to their family yeah, but get this get this my 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 friend blaze she does the watch alongs with me stacy yeah. There wasn't one. She went on the website. There was nothing for Bray Wyatt. Nothing no. on the website. Nothing. There, there, there's two things that are like you know, selling fast. Like the the from Overstock, they didn't have anything ready to go in right. four days. I could have that done in four hours. You know, uh, from from that time. And, and if he passed on Thursday, could have had that for Friday night. So even if they're making that gesture, and this is Stephanie McMahon too, charity is the new marketing, right? They've done it with Connor's Cure. They've done it with every other goddamn thing to make money off it. And then here's the real Carney part of it, because this is what we do as Carnies and promoters. Yeah, we want to do the gesture and give the money to his family. Absolutely, all of it. But take a step back and be a scumbag marketer. We've just gotten them to WWEshop.com. Now there's a chance they're going to get 25% off for Christmas, and let's get those deals out there because if they bought that, they're already there. We got them in the door. What else can we sell them off of? Bra like, all that is the fucking way the marketing and world works, right? And there's other T-shirt companies that have kind of – Falling under that in wrestling, I won't. I won't call them out for fear of uh, not fear, but I don't need a, a lawsuit today. Of doing that exact same thing that when a wrestler passes away, they do a memorial shirt because they know people are going to buy it, and that's the chance to buy two other shirts right there because free shipping over fifty dollars, right? And the shirt's thirty nine ninety nine or whatever. So that limited time only. So there is. Charity is the new marketing, and it comes off the lips as like, a, yay, we do make-a-wishes, but it's a lot more fucking devious. It's exploiting one tragedy in order to upsell is really what it comes down to. Yeah, it's like certain wrestlers donating money to a, to a wrestler in need, but the whole world has to know about it, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um. Very, very interesting. We'll see what they do with that this week. And if they don't have something memorial where the family can make big money, that poses right back to your question: Why with the with it? Right. That's very uh, of the four million dollar signing. Um, um. Did you check out any of the uh, NWA pay per view stuff or not? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> No, have you? No, no. I I just seen a couple clips. Um, yeah, you I know, saw, I saw a clip too. You know, I messaged uh, Simon Diamond. Yeah, I didn't so hear did anything. I, he never wrote me back. He never wrote me back. But after watching that awesome main event from this past weekend's pay per view, 
I don't think I don't think I have what it takes to. Uh, no, you're not going to be able to hang. I don't think so. It, it, it's tough, man, because you know I came up with EC3 too. We were rip guys at the same time, and Tyrus went from DSW kind of right up to the next level. He wasn't at OVW, but I worked a show with him for Dave Hero and a good dude. I like what he does on Fox. I think he represents wrestling well. Uh, you know, as we're not just big dumb idiots and that he's counterculture and that and also shines the belt. I thought that was a super smart move, especially with Billy being from Chicago and he's kind of got an answer to woke culture, but his guys out here doing that, that's putting your fucking balls uh, on the line. You know what I mean? That's putting a guy out there that could easily <laughs> do some damage to a brand if you don't believe in him fully. So well, he I, represents yeah. So I have to cut you off, but he represents wrestling, uh, everywhere besides in the actual ring yes i agree i agree like embarrassment i've had i've had some bad shitty spots i'm not the most athletic guy either but uh at the same time this was really kind of cringeworthy some of these clips man you know and i feel bad for those guys that it came off that way because I don't know. I don't know why it would. Because then I, I saw a clip of Camille Brickhouse versus, um, damn it, I can't remember where she was working. The other young lady. Dude, hardcore match. She was kicking the fuck out of her, bro. Kendo stick shot so tough through the tables. Like everything real ECW, Terry Funk, get, get it in in a hardcore way, beating the shit out of each other. And then I watched these clips from the main event and they're as backyard, slow and phony look untrained from guys I know have had the best trainers on the fucking planet. I don't know, man. That that was rough to, for, for You that. can lead a horse to water. water. Yeah. Yeah, make him drink. Yeah. I always thought EC3 should have been the heel John Cena. I, I, the fact that they didn't do what they should have, bringing Dixie Carter in to do all that just as a character with him and do Stephanie versus Dixie, they left fucking millions on the table with that. They don't care. <laughs> but they, they but they so but, much money they don't give a fuck. They, but that could have that could have been their power play if they're addicted to that shit, right? And making people feel small. Dixie could have woke up with a cowboy hat and fucking, uh, you know, justice all over her as well. well. Here, here's the thing, dude. WCW almost put Vince out of business. Dixie didn't even wasn't even a fucking blimp on his ass. Yeah, wasn't even a. They didn't give a fuck about. But that. I heard she likes to have a little fun on the side too. So it seems uh, like yeah, <laughs> they would have invited. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, let me see here, pal. Yeah, pal. Uh, let's see. Uh, it looks like, uh, Brian Pillman Jr. has officially started with, uh, NXT. So one of our first kind of left AEW, they didn't get nearly the value out of him, And then he had his own little, uh, issues on the side with addiction seemed to get cleaned up and now hopefully is an NXT, uh, working there. The, the NXT clip I wanted to, to, share with you and talk about did uh did you see the kid hit the ropes and eat shit hard when was this i uh, i actually watched the last wait i tried to watch it this week i think i tapped out after the oh, i just you know aside from uh you know listen i'm not on twitter i'm not on twitter okay 
I don't see like what's going viral. Do you, can you prop it up here? Yep. Just one second. I'm just looking for it real quick. I'm scrolling back through. Okay. Oh, Jesus Christ. It shouldn't be that far back. Um, they, they keep switching Twitter around. I feel like an old man. Like where the fuck is my shit? Oh, here it's it is. X, dude. It's X. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I always appreciate you, not just as, uh, you know, in-ring and good brother in the locker room, but uh, your, your wrestling training and acumen, you know, generationally. And when I tell my students, I pass on that knowledge from anybody I can take it from. And running the ropes seems like an easy thing to do, although Tyrus made it look <laughs> pretty bad. Uh there's a, there's a rhythm to this shit and going too fast or too slow can get you hurt, can get your opponent hurt. And I say to my, my students who hates you and they all go, the ring hates us. <laughs> the ring fucking hates you. It looks like a fun time to do the move on this in the corner and take the post in the, sh uh, the, sh uh, the shoulder post. It sucks. And about the third time you do it, you're going to pop your shoulder out and it'll never be right again. Uh, turnbuckles will gig your head. The ropes will bite you on the ribs. If you don't hit them with your full back the right way, bumping not in the middle of the ring will fucking end your back and give you a stinger very quickly. And here, and when they go, NXT is the third brand. It's going to be a brand unto itself. It's not developmental. Okay. Hold on here. Oh, I, that, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 90 miles an hour. Doesn't hook his right hand on the top rope. Is worried about getting his shit Everybody, in. Everybody, here's the thing. Everybody's hitting it flat back. Okay. Even Orton. That, that whole everybody i was taught the old school you hit on the side okay? oh you, you hit on the side hogan wise okay this is interesting please no, tell no, me. that's the no that's the way i was taught from my dad uh all the old school guys that's the way you hit you hit on the side you jump into it hip boom into it and you bounce off of it that's interesting so i don't hit it flat back i hit it i, I hit it flat back but i stop and make sure my feet are both pointed the same way as instead of doing the lean come off because I would get bit right here. So I'd take it across the back, but I'd always have grab. Oh, yeah. right I hand. would get bit on my ribs, but you, you got to calcify it. You, yeah, you but, 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 lean, but lean back because they're hitting it straight. And when you hit it straight, your ass goes through. That pushes your head down, and that's what comes in. But if you stop eight inches out, and do the slow lean back, you're not going to go back through it because your ass isn't on the rope. That's why these guys are going 90 miles an hour, not grabbing, hitting it flat, and then folding right back through it. So that's interesting to me that, that you were taught to do that. And I'm not like, no, that's the fucking wrong way because if that's what old schoolers are saying, I'm I'm going to listen. No, that's, you know, I, I jump into it and boom, your hip. Into the side, boom, because okay. that way there, if the, the rope snaps, you can catch yourself. Gotcha. Gotcha. I'm just thinking high spot drill to come off sideways is going to be hard for me to, and I'll work on it at practice tonight, to get back straight to come directly across the middle of the ring how I need to. Mm, mm. Uh, yeah, but I, I watched it. It's my second week watching NXT, and 
there's some guys on there. I'm surprised they put them on national television. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, yeah. It's training. It's training center. It's so you know that's what it is. But the thing is, like, to be put on that quick, it's almost like they have no patience and they're trying to get guys too quick. And that's 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 probably something from Vince McMahon. You know, like I want results now, now, damn it, now. Yeah. Well, that, here, let me put this by in that because now they're about to be bought out for real at the end of September. And, oh. and, and you know, NXT is a $40 million a year loss leader is from what I've heard. Like, they, it makes no money, right? So based on all the contract people you never see and everything it takes to run the place, right? Uh, the yeah. investment into your talent. Now, what if UFC or Endeavor says we're we're cutting costs because there are already people are shaking in their boots that production people are going to be gone because you don't need two creative teams, you don't need two graphics teams, you don't need to right. We'll do we'll fold in twenty percent of your people and eighty percent are going to go. We're going to use our people that are already here. So I know there's people already contacting NFL, NBA, and stuff looking for gigs to to leave. Before wow. they get before they get cut in in three to four weeks because it's going to happen. Now, if they're going to cut that, are they also going to cut developmental? Because there's no UFC developmental. I was talking to my buddy John Hartnett from Team Colby Covington. What they do at UFC is I'm like, how do these fucking indie uh, MMA companies make any money in getting on like fight? I was like, they don't have. 70 grand to put into production and and purses and bank it all on pay-per-view you know what i mean he goes no that's where that he goes that's where ufc will give those guys the money to put those shows on so guys can get reps and they can earn a small purse and live and i i, I he told me the companies that did it added up to about five to seven million dollars in subsidies for these companies to be able to put these shows on and get guys over so would you rather pay seven million to indies like fucking you know gcw immortal like every place that's across the, every territory or you want to pay 40 million and have all the overhead and, and do all that and make factory workers or is ufc gonna go nope we're gonna let them cut their teeth on the indies for five, 10 years, make their names, and then we'll hire them that way and save $35 million. It's an interesting concept and could be coming sooner than later, and I don't think anybody else is looking at it or talking about it that way. Well, okay, you understand independent wrestling. Do those higher-ups in that endeavor understand independent wrestling and how the wrestling business really works? I think they understand the the, the one for UFC, you know what I mean? So that's that's why they would might go that route. And they're they must because they're stealing they're doing wrestling angles better than wrestling does them most of the time now in UFC right. Yeah. <laughs> true. True. Uh, but that that could be something to definitely keep an eye on. But hey, you know what that means for indie workers: bigger paydays, better shows, better production. You know. True. So. Oh, and uh, I'm getting myself an RV, ladies and gentlemen, in December. Mm-hmm. A brand new fucking RV, and I'm uh, I'm I'm living the gypsy life, Betty. I love it. Our RV Dupree. That's what that's right. Buddy. <laughs> He's taking shit. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, dude, I mean, uh, we talked even not too kindly about uh, the Chicago Saints earlier, but uh, 
that road story stuff that Colt did. Oh, the second city silly uh, sissies. Yeah, yeah. But when they did the on the road stuff, man, that's that's you should be making your own from the food stops to the to the oh, behind yeah. the scenes, bro. 100%. That's all gold content, man. Absolutely. 100%. Yep. Absolutely. That's what I's doing. Nobody sh- nobody shit in the RV. We're not stopping to pump it out. Uh, <laughs> CM Punk suspended. I don't know if you heard about that or not, but um, this one was uh, interesting. Uh, WWE star won't be able to wrestle uh, next week on Raw due to suffering whiplash. Uh, in a post, uh, star Xavier Woods revealed that he won't be able to wrestle on his birthday edition of Raw doing suffering whiplash this week. Woods wrote the following in regards to the photo that was taken him prior to the New Day's match. Um, yeah, dude, fuck. Happy birthday, pal. Like, this guy, uh, you know, Kofi comes back uh, from injury. I mean, how long have these guys been, you know, top draws and merch sellers? And then they had him work a triple heat versus the Viking Raiders. And then Seth gets up and guns a fucking office chair into his face full, like, no, not working anything. Like, hey, take this 100-pound chair to the fucking head. Okay, whack. Like, that match, dude, yeah, that match really got the Viking Raiders over as vicious for one of the first times. But, like, the, in a tag, they worked 24 minutes in three heats, and then at the end, Drew fucking cleaned everybody's clock. It, it was no doubt that he fucking uh, – uh, it says it was before that that he got the chair to the face that he got the whiplash, but – I'll tell you that fucking chair didn't help at all. My at the times have changed. Van Dam <laughs> knocked yeah. me out for eight hours with a spin kick. I, the house show was in Texas. I woke up in Oklahoma or vice versa. And I was on Raw the next day. If you mm. want to see what match it was, it was the flag match. Sly versus Rob. And I had to put the fucking flag back in the pole. And I was so <laughs> fucked up from the night before. Yeah that I didn't put it in the in the slot. I somehow, by the grace of God, managed to balance it on the fucking little thing. And it like, stayed. Yeah, but I was so out of it, I couldn't think about putting the fucking flag in the yeah. in the hole. But as I, I was knocked out, knocked out for eight fucking hours at 19 <laughs> years old. Your brain is not fully developed until you're 25. And this guy gets time off for whiplash. <laughs> yeah it is uh times they are changing right? changing yeah yeah man for sure um back to wembley with all that shit with uh jack perry and cm punk and it's real glass or whatever somebody i really wouldn't want to piss off to be honest with you uh you know punk's one thing jack perry's another good uh probably handle it pretty easily but i guess samoa joe was fucking red hot bro because Here's their chance at 80,000, and we got some fucking entitled rookies trying to start shit to fuck with my chi before I go out to have the one of the biggest ma- the biggest match of my career in front of the biggest crowd ever, right? So, um, but I guess, uh, you know, Punk threatening to quit and whatever, but it was Joe that talked Punk into being like, fuck it, let's go do this and get this money. But another guy added to the list who's ready to probably bury everybody at this point. Uh, I popped for Joe. <laughs> there was like a, a collage of like Tony Khan hugging everybody, and then he <laughs> goes in for the hug on Joe, and he completely like turns his back. <laughs> yeah. By the way, and then Tony's like, "All right, 
Thanks, man. <laughs> uh, that's so Joe's I, spot too on the dive, right? He just walks away like right. Fuck you, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, good stuff there, man. Um, I know there's a, a big talk of who's coming back for the 1,000th episode, September 9th in White Plains, New York, for Impact. Uh, but it looks like former Impact Hall of Famer, multi-time knockouts champion, Awesome Kong's going to be returning. Uh, for impact uh you know interesting i'm sure would like to see uh, my girl odb and uh, i'm sure plenty of others the beautiful people uh all affiliated here hmg as you guys have enjoyed shows from them uh as well but uh yeah man uh, a thousand episodes uh no small feat i mean <laughs> how many times did people say impact's gonna die and it gets reinvented and zombie and hand comes out of the dirt and you know on we go on we press and uh giving the the guys and girls a, a place to work and get over um i'm not sure you know what what the state of things are right now i know eddie edwards i think has some input and uh as well as um damn it I can't think of his name from Team Canada. Also, French Canadian uh, that you you probably worked with plenty. French Canadian. Uh, what's his Eric name? He was the, no, he was the manager for Team Canada. He's the he's the boss there, the Booker. I can't think. Scott Demore. Scott Demore. Yeah, sorry. French Canadian. No, <laughs> he's got it says Demore in his name. Right? <laughs> I just went with it. <laughs> I, think, I think he's actually Italian. Is he? Is it? Is it Italian? I think so. <clears throat> Yeah, I think uh, Gail but, Kim. Gail Kim has a lot of say there too. Yeah, Gail Kim with them as well, absolutely, yeah. uh, as she should. Uh, and uh, you know, just uh, be interesting cameo wise to see who uh, shows up from throughout the years, or will they let uh, guys like an AJ Styles uh, send a well wish and a happy one thousand that they played that way? I think that'd be a classy thing to, for WWE to do. Well, The Rock fucking did it for Shamrock, didn't he? Mm-hmm. But I think The Rock is in his own list. Yeah. It feels like that. that's something he'll do it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then um, Bobby Lashley would be another one. So would Drew McIntyre. If it wasn't for Impact, those guys might not have had the comeback run that they did. They did, a, they did good business there at Impact when they had their time to shine. I think I'm the one guy. I'm like literally one of the only guys that never went to Impact. I think so too, bro, to be honest with you. I just went straight to Japan and stayed there. Oh, you guys heard it here first. Rene Dupree, uh, episode 1000 of Impact, makes his debut there. Oh, don't give him any ideas. Um, it's White so, Plains. You're going to be in the area. RV. Uh, when, September? <laughs> no, no. No, September 9th? No, I'm going to be in North Carolina. Okay. Now. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't been to the Carolinas in fucking like 20 years. Looking forward to it. Nice, man. It'll be a nice time of year, too, right, when things are starting to cool off. Uh, still get a little extra summer there as well. So, um, But, yeah, Congo Kong, or Congo Kong, awesome Kong. Maybe Congo Kong coming back, too. Um, but, oh, that's uh, another be, guy that was there, right? Yeah, and my tag team partner, Congo Kong, till I had to beat him because I'm the best chain wrestler on the planet. <laughs> Put a chain around your hand and punch him in the face. That's, <laughs> that's what it <laughs> comes down to. Um, uh, report Tony Khan's relationship with CM Punk might be getting to the point of beyond repair. No shit. I'm not even going to read that. Uh, we'll just keep clicking through headlines here. See what else we got. Uh, somebody on the injury report as well. Uh, and this is from the punk shit I heard too. You want to talk about some strange stuff. I don't know this cat at all, but there's money on him, but 
obviously uh, is a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Uh, but uh, the acclaimed and Billy Gunn won the trios title from the House of Black this week. Uh, and according to Mike Johnson of PW Insider, Brody King came out of the event with a broken hand. There have been conflicting stories how King was injured, with one of them being that he was angry about the backstage incident between CM Punk and Jack Perry. Uh, in regards to the rumors surrounding the injury, Brian Alvarez tweeted the following. Regarding the story of Brody King punching the wall and breaking his hand, I have had people deny it and say he kicked a garbage can in the aftermath of what happened, largely due to the frustration that it happened in the first place and that his hand was injured on a guardrail during his match. So people were being like, oh, he didn't mark out and hit the wall and break his hand. He kicked a garbage can and marked out. He broke his hand in the match. <laughs> like So, like, this guy is a beast, man, dedicated with the tattoos. He's got the one thing you can't teach, which is size. If you, I've seen when he worked with Darby, I thought he was booked the right way. I liked how they used him, even though he's like a background player most of the time. But again, they don't protect their dark side of what they are. Even this happened backstage. He he was has tweeted stuff about you know uh, emotionally about things in wrestling. He should be above or or even woke culture stuff. And I'm like. Dude, they just like, hey, it's the Satanists who go to Hobby Lobby to get frames and play with their cats. Like, they're supposed to be badasses, and everything they do personally doesn't protect any of that business whatsoever. And getting pissed about Jack Perry, who's not even in your fucking match. Like, if anything, go yoke him up. If you're fucking that pissed off, you're five times his fucking size. You're obviously not that hot about it, but, uh, these these types of uh, millennial outbursts are uh, embarrassingly comical to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh shit! Um, what else do we got? What else do we got? Um, sorry. Uh, da, 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 da. let's see here. Um, <laughs> looks like Authors of Pain might be coming back. They were released during the uh, COVID nineteen pandemic. I don't know, man. That. Those guys got the size too, but uh, is there anything that you could really do to get authors of pain back over uh, tag team wise? Uh, um, I don't see it that much. Oh, didn't they have uh, their manager was uh, Ellering? Paul, right? Paul Ellering, yeah. Yeah, he was exciting. Um, yeah yeah you just need a small you need a small heel who's a good mouthpiece and they can only be muscle like aside from that i don't know where you plug those dudes in that bringing them back is gonna be like uh beneficial we already got uh uh or we had in sheer right with uh veer and the other big bastard and shanky's on the shelf they put gender with them we're going to india here pretty quick we we haven't gotten those guys over. They had like three or four squash matches. They kind of had a botch in each one of them. And oh now yeah, the didn't, didn't the one guy like fall off the apron or something? Yeah, or? one fell off the apron. Another time they couldn't even squash a local talent the right way. Like yeah. timings on finishes were off. And then they had one. I think it might have been with Shelton Benjamin because if you can't, if Shelton Benjamin can't make you look good you're fucked right like and then they all i think like dropped a leg on his face or something bro like something oh. stupid happened in that too and that and since then like you haven't seen him so i don't know how you're supposed to get razor and tokar over when we're going to india and we don't even have the big fucking indian guys on our tv right 
<laughs> well, you know how much they <laughs> remember. Oh, I think you're the one that told me that, right? That when fucking Triple H went over there, yeah, a cabbie said that he's way more over than Jinder, so that's why he squashed him at that. Yeah, show. in DX, everybody used to do the crotch chops and all that, and they switched the finish at that show that was supposed to get Jinder over because Game was like, "I'm just too over here, bro." <laughs> awesome. Awesome, yeah. awesome, awesome. Uh, and the other thing I told you that we uh, we actually got to experience together in our first watch along was uh, the record-breaking night of 17 titles on, oh, shit. Uh, on AEW Dynamite. And your name was getting kicked around last night during my watch along because it's been low. The title count's been seven or eight. Uh, I chose uh, eight last night. We got to nine. And then all of a sudden, we get the trio's titles but they're the new scissor me daddy trios titles there too. Six titles in one segment setting a record for a one segment uh, best, but 15 titles last night. I thought we were going to get to the point of getting a, a going record breaking last night. I was about to call you on the fly if we were wow. getting to that point. So wow. <laughs> I think, yeah, that's, that's what, yeah, I, I, uh, I turn off the TV at that point. Yeah. <laughs> what else is there i mean when you got six titles in one segment i mean that you can't be any more over than that so, hold, on, uh, hold on a second i thought billy was supposed to retire was that just uh... <laughs> yeah that, he left his boots in the ring and then they're like no we need you for this 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 and this oh i guess i'm a fucking asshole and i'm not retiring dude yeah you're gonna have to wrestle till you're at least 70 because he's only 60 now yeah, well, I mean, uh, it seems like anytime there's one of these outbreaks or somebody's ready to quit or maybe retire, you go in a meeting with Khan, he H-bombs your drink, does a little Bukaki justice, and you walk out with a big contract, like some extra money, right? Like, what the fuck else is going on? I guess the other heat with him was that WWE got the partnership with NFL, so they're all doing these mark belts, and that the Jaguars ones, they, they're they not, are the ones they're not doing because they're going to have their own, to their own deal. Wow. How heavy <laughs> is that? <laughs> wow. So, uh, yeah, man, uh, big doings, but you'll see that there are so many NFL marks are going to buy those belts for 550 bucks a rip, bro. Uh, that it's going to be, you're going to see everybody's going to have a title. So titles will further mean absolutely nothing going forward. And maybe with, uh, that I'm thinking we could break the title record in some way or another on AEW. Cause now there's going to be. 20 some odd new belts right out there in the nfl so let me let me ask, hold on a second you know how when an nfl team wins uh the son-in-law will send them a bunch of yeah WWF. now they're all gonna get their own okay but i'm what i'm saying is like does he do that for the boys like saying like uh, they win the tag team championships do the does the office send them like a replica belts I doubt it. Well, they got them in in house already. No, that's just all that is is to make you know top level football players mark out for WWE, and it only cost them a six hundred dollar replica belt to get the the tweet and the Instagram to go out there. That's cheap marketing right there. Playing NFL players for like a fucking mark, right? So yeah. everybody wants a belt. You get a belt. You get a belt. But if here's what I'm thinking. 
it wouldn't be the Jacksonville Jaguars, but because well, maybe they would to get their own belts over. But let's say they're in any other place there and they got the, the Buffalo Bills are all there and they all got the belts on. We could see a 30, 35 level belt AEW one night in one of these cities and, and, and shatter all records. <laughs> and there was only two bro hugs last night. So 15 belts, two bro hugs. Uh, and that was the final tally. Oh, shit. Uh, but uh, uh, we've heard about it today, you guys. Some killer inside info from the Billy Jack Haynes stuff to what's really going on with Vince McMahon and, and the Kay Fabry from the birthday and uh, the and the no sell on the tragedy. It's interesting to keep uh, keep an eye on the the new Rothschilds. That's what I'm calling us, pal. That's what we're going to be. The McMahon Childs. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we'll see if they get caught with any children out on Fuck Island. Who knows? Wherever it goes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but you, we heard you're going to the Carolinas. What else you got booked here uh, in the new road trip? Uh, uh, Dupree? Well, let's see. It's mostly fucking signings, man. Yeah. They, See, I never did the whole signing thing, and that's really popular now. And yeah, let me put this to you. I mean, I know you're cashing in now, but a lot of because I I have to, a client that deals with all high level baseball and sports signings, Cooperstown Connection, seventh inning stretch, and it's about how much of your stuff is out there is what determines your value. Okay, so if your stuff's easy to get, that it's going to lower that because they're going to get it quickly. So know that the time and how many of those you take is gonna is gonna influence each other just to keep that in mind oh okay okay because let's see yeah october i got one uh in philadelphia i think it's icons of wrestling mm-hmm. and then november is the big event in uh long island mm-hmm. but they wanted me to do a virtual signing that same weekend so listen if i can you know get a two three paydays in one weekend, I can make my quota for the month in one weekend. Got to. And, right? Why not? Yeah, got to. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, December after Christmas, I'm getting my RV. And uh, summertime and the mm. living's easy. Awesome, man. Well, I hope you can come down and hang with us. I got definitely a place uh, for you to camp uh, and all that, man, in my brother's compound. It's uh, Well, it's- dude, if you got a driveway, I can just, like, park there for the night and sleep and uh get yeah no my, my brother's compound in the hill is beautiful and it's only about 15 minutes away from right where i'm at so oh, in the missile silo yeah dude we yeah. do the whole campfire thing uh, burn it down and have a great night dude we'll make a whole okay. time out of it <laughs> uh that's awesome you guys and uh so you heard him he's gonna be philly at the end of october november at the the big con there in long island so i'm sure there's gonna be plenty of indie shows uh going down that Obviously, this guy gladly come in and take the title off of uh, Zach Ryder. It's about time somebody did. <laughs> yeah, I look like a, a cross between EC3 and um, MJF. Uh, yeah absolutely all chin and big hair that's what we got out here uh <laughs> and an award-winning colgate smile uh to, to close out the friday locker room then uh the 16th i'll be in westmoreland new york with my man blaze around the sons of allah defending our tag team championships there and i'm getting real tired of seeing some of these tag teams pop up all over the place saying they're the best of the best when they haven't even been tested by hacker and blaze so uh bring your best out there infidels i don't care if it 
it's uh, the fixers from NWA, those morons, the outrunners, or anybody else who's ready to get stretched out and get a smile put on their face by the hacker. Here on the Friday Locker Room, Rene Dupree, Hacker Hameen. YOLO. If you're not Caucasian, uh, then leave. Mark Henry was. I'm going, oh.